0: less and less but it was like really only on 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 the terms that, that she needed for herself and I didn't know how to talk about it
1: Then I am proud to be doing this topic. I know that's not usually the adjective that I I use, but I think this is a really important and sensitive topic and one that affects way more people than we tend to talk about. So I'm thrilled to have my friend Jeff returning. Thanks for being on the podcast. Hi, everybody. (laughs) And um, yeah, today we're talking about. the experience of being with a spouse, in this case, we are going to be talking mostly about men who are with women who don't want to have sex anymore within a relationship, um, specifically a committed relationship like a marriage, because, um, you know, this affects a lot of people, like I said. But I think especially when you've made a lifelong commitment to someone and you're in a committed relationship, everything is sort of more complicated when it comes to this. So... Um, Yeah. So, Jeff, um, you and I have talked about it a little bit personally, but I'm wondering if you can just sort of share your experience of, um, you know, how that kind of arose in your relationship. Because I'm assuming at the beginning it wasn't that way. And then it sort of became that way.
0: At the beginning, it was fantastic. It was, frankly, quite amazing. And um, I got involved with this woman uh, and it was meant to be a fling. And what ended up happening is that it just remained fantastic and we continued to hang out and that period extended from one week to a month to like six months and then it was exploring moving in together and then from there um, some difficulties of cohabitation came about and I think... When I look back at this story arc, that's probably where the beginning of the problems occurred.
1: Sorry, when you said problems arose around cohabitation, what does that mean? Well, like
0: having different expectations of what a functional lifestyle means and specifically around home cleanliness. Because I'm oh. I'm younger than my spouse by a significant degree, like more than 15 years.
1: Okay.
0: Um, and when it came to... Being able to upkeep a household. I came from a very broken and messy home, and she did not come from a broken and messy home, and so we had very different expectations about that type of stuff. And I think that the um, the initial hurt and uh, separation began there because it was like it was a trust thing. Oh, you said you were going to do this. This didn't happen. You like, said
1: you were going to clean up your socks, or yes, you said you were going like, to do laundry, or you said you were going to do dishes. Like what?
0: you said you were going to sweep you swept it's not done very well
1: okay
0: um you said you were going to do dishes the dishes are done but also they're not done very well and that was that was on on me i didn't know how to do these things i thought like oh it's fine this is this is perfectly good for what i expect cleanliness is but that was not the case with her
1: interesting so let's go let's back up a little bit and and go back a little bit so when you said it was great in the beginning, you were talking about the sex, yes? Right. Okay. Yes. So guys- well, we
0: weren't living together. Right. And so we never had to delve into um, these issues of, of trust and connection in the same way.
1: And domesticity.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, my gosh.
1: Um, <laughs> so can you log us a little bit through the timeline? So you, you met, you had the fling, you were having great so- sex, and then...
0: <laughs> <laughs> I um, I met her at a wedding... Oh, actually. Okay. And I, I tried to hook up with her at the wedding. It didn't work very well. Okay. Um, and then <laughs> you,
1: what, what does that mean? It, just didn't, work really- it didn't
0: work. very Well, well I was kind of shy. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was, it's, I was interested in this lady and she was like, no dude, you're this and this and this younger than me. I'm not going to do this. Uh-huh. Um, and didn't end up having a fling that weekend.
1: Okay,
0: And we actually became friends over about a year. And, um, one day I was walking back from, uh, a pickup game for soccer and she was driving to the grocery store and stopped and talked to me and I was like well you can have breakfast at my house
1: you guys this sounds like a rom-com right now it with was... the setting of the stage it's great <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so so we, we drive to my house and and she grabs breakfast in the kitchen and I'm like off taking a shower and I'm like well there's this wonderful woman in my house who I'm super into and my bedroom looks like a sty so I'm just gonna quickly shovel everything into a closet and act like it was fine and, um, and then I, what, leave, go to the kitchen and talking to her and I picked her up and brought her to my room. And that was, that was <laughs> the beginning of our relationship. The
1: story of seduction.
0: Oh my gosh. It was, <laughs> it was great. I had a great time. Uh, she had a great time and we, I felt like we actually had a really good foundation for our relationship.
1: Right. Cause you had been, you had had. Right. Cause we knew each other for, for a long time.
0: A while. Well, long, long meaning a year. Uh-huh. Um, we had, we had a lot of in-person contact because of the social groups we were part of.
1: Yeah. Um, and then about how long was it when you were dating versus when you moved in together?
0: Six, six to eight months, somewhere oh, okay. in there. I mean, so it, yeah. in my experience, I've, I've lived with all my long-term partners, um, just ended up working out that way. Uh, and in this case it was, oh, we are we're spending too much time together. You're paying additional rent. If you moved in, if we could moved in together. Like we wouldn't be paying rent anymore. We would not be paying um, mortgage for her house. Um, and initially it was great. And, and then some of the, uh, the cracks and complications began to show because the initial uh, glow of the relationship was maybe falling off and, It seemed like, and this is all, I guess, in in, in my perspective, Mm -hmm. it seemed like sex wasn't as much of a priority for her. And I feel like that might've been because of these other things that she was frustrated with me about. I think it's kind of hard to be intimate with someone if you're really frustrated with them. And then I'm going to jump around as far as the timeline here, but basically she started a business. It became really stressful. Um and also, in that time, we made we committed to a really big move and a marriage in that time, and that had its own complications.
1: I have a quick question about the, about the marriage part. Mm-hmm. so you're you're together, mm-hmm. you're living together. Um, the sex has fallen off a bit.
0: It was still there, but it wasn't there anywhere near as much.
1: So it has fallen off a bit. Yeah. It's not like it's gone away completely. Right? It has fallen off a bit. Mm-hmm. and marriage is proposed by one of you i don't know who who originally
0: it was it was her idea and we were considering moving to the next big city and it felt better to move as a couple as a married couple than as oh, this is my boyfriend this is my girlfriend i see kind of thing and i had been thinking frankly naively that the act of getting married would create more solutions in my relationship rather than more problems. Mm -hmm. Not to say that marriage is inherently combined with problems per se, but that my assumption of of things improving, which frankly wasn't true.
1: Right. But I think that's a great like thing to point out. Cause I don't think you're alone in that. I no. think a lot of people are like, Oh, we'll, we'll get married and then things will be better. Right.
0: Right. There's an additional level of commitment in theory, but really when, after the, the, the marriage experience ends and you profess in front you of all your wedding. friends. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and then a couple of days after that, like, okay, everything's pretty much back to normal.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: we didn't really have that much of a different relationship after the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and we moved cities, I'm now living in Los Angeles and right when we moved down here, um, she had to travel elsewhere for her business. And we went from spending a ton of time together to being in a long distance relationship, like within maybe two, two to three weeks after, after getting married, two to three weeks. Yeah. Wow. Okay. maybe, Maybe it was a little longer than that, but it was definitely less than six weeks. Um, and that was an experience, was not an experience I was used to. Um, I'm a very tactile person and uh, I have a hard time uh, maintaining relationship without touch involved. And with the stresses that she was experiencing in her, her job in the Bay Area and the stresses that I was experiencing um, in Los Angeles, we really didn't have as much time to appreciate each other and reconnect and so I felt like that was a further division of uh, of our sexual relationship, mm, mm-hmm. and we started building different social circles. Uh, she's older; she's interested in different types of groups than I am, mm-hmm. and and that became its own thing. And then it was it was. I guess her losing confidence in, in me as a a provider, Mm. because at at that point I had been um, changing careers entirely to a career I wasn't used to at all. Mm -hmm. And I frankly wasn't very good at it. I I tried my best. It was, it was a commission only career and I was only making, I made $36,000 in two years Mm. and that's not enough. (laughs) It's not enough Mm -hmm. for two people in Los Angeles. That's not enough to cover my rent. Yeah. Yeah. So it was relationship stress, financial stress um, between our financial problems and also her, her work's financial problems. Um, There was just a lot of negativity around, around those types of experiences Mm. that, that didn't go well. And I guess we started to get more short and curt with each other. Um, I think that was on my end because I don't, I didn't know how to, to talk about my feelings very well, and then we we got into this really weird space, which was that she felt that emotional expression happens so rarely that when it did, she wanted to jump on it and like talk about all the things right away and and, and get solutions and, to problems and, and feel connected and when I felt that she did that I felt like she was almost attacking me emotionally and trying to pull things out of me and when someone tries to force me to do something I tend to lock up.
1: When you said emotional expression just now did you mean yours or hers? Mine. Oh okay Mine. so if you yeah. happen to say like I'm frustrated Yeah you said
0: something
1: like, about feelings like
0: it's been it's been a while since I've had to really jump down into this experience again. But what it was, it was essentially like, like where, well, it was, it was around um, financing and um, protection and things like that. It wasn't, and it was more like, well, what do you think is going to happen? What do you, what's going on with, with our our future here? She,
1: she was, she was prompting those this? questions. She would say this. Okay.
0: And I was, I was naive. And I thought that if I uh, represented a strong front, then I would eventually move into it.
1: Oh, um, so, so I would wasn't. Say what's going on? You'd be like, everything's fine. I've got this. Yeah, are okay,
0: okay. Yeah, and then and then we would get into details. Like, okay, well, are you going to make this commission? Are you going to make that commission? How much is going to come in this month? Um, and, and there was other things too that was like talking about um, trying to fit into the the household esque shoes. That she wanted me to fill around home and cleanliness too, which is something that I, I consistently tried to um, fill the the home cleaning requirements that essentially that she needed, and uh, I consistently undershot it every time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say, "Oh, it's going to be get better this time," and then it and then it wasn't because uh, I got distracted or I was lazy or I did not do the job, the way that she wanted it done. Mm. And essentially there was this, this feedback loop where I would do the thing that she wanted me to do. It would be done poorly. And she'd get extremely frustrated and like want to like micromanage me through the process Mm. and watch me do it and see where it was failing. And, um,
1: yeah, this doesn't sound like a sexy dynamic.
0: No, no, no. That
1: sounds like kind of a bummer. It
0: it really was. It was, it was really hard. And, um, and and intimacy was was practically dead at that point.
1: Yeah. And, and when you say intimacy you're talking about sex? Both. Both. Sex both cuz I close well,
0: closeness. still I I really craved close, closeness and she unless she was into me her, her my my craving of closeness to her felt like uh cling, clinginess and neediness and and she didn't want to be a part of that. And that was really hard for me. And I didn't I didn't know what to do with that cuz previously in my in my world if i got into a relationship and it no longer worked then i would leave the relationship and that would be that but now we have this um legal barrier and financial commitments that are making us stay together
1: financial commitments meaning like a mortgage or rent 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 and
0: bills living in a new city Mm -hmm. and um, and you're married and i'm married
1: did it did you feel I'm, i'm curious like by this point we're timeline wise, we're what, like a couple years in, like three or four years in.
0: This was all within one to one to two years, one maybe two three years, years into okay, the marriage. So quickly, yeah. Yeah.
1: And, um, did you think about like getting help for the relationship? We went to counseling. You, okay.
0: We went to counseling at this,
1: at this point. Like, yeah. Really a Sean. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, um, she didn't like the counselor. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, here's here's an example. Um, She has a deep fear of someone breaking into her home and assaulting her. And I am a man and lived in a household where um, it was relatively safe and I forget to lock the doors all the time. And so every time she would ask me if I've locked the doors and I would um, think that I did because... I would tell myself that I locked the doors and then she'd walk downstairs in the morning and see that the front door has been locked, unlocked all night. And then she would be really angry and that would create a long ensuing fight. And, uh, that wouldn't go well. And I, I my, my, uh, conflict resolution style is to, uh, leave the space, calm down, come back and, and talk in a level tone and try to work through things. And her conflict conflict resolution style is to, uh, be heated and want to be met in being heated and resolve things right then. And, um, it didn't work well. It mm-hmm. didn't work well at all. Cause when, when she felt like I was leaving the space, um, she felt like she was being abandoned and when I felt like she was requiring me to stay in the space. I felt like she was emotionally abusing me.
1: Right. So this is, if the, those listeners that are interested in this, <laughs> there's actually an episode about, about this, about yeah. the conflict and about, Um, specifically talk therapy and men. I think it's about seven episodes ago or so but um, you you talked about all of this in relation to the couples counseling that you two got. Yeah. Is that because this was part of what came up in that? Yeah. Okay.
0: That was like some things that were super important to her was this um, feeling of of follow through and wanting to be taken care of in a couple key ways and one of them was personal safety. She wanted me to, to go and lock all the doors for her and to feel like I had done that for her, and I would consistently forget to do so. Um, and the therapist's recommendation was, "Well, if this is so important to you, why don't you go lock the doors yourself?" And she didn't like that feedback, and so she stopped going. Um, I'm not sure if that was the specific thing about why she stopped going, but I, I continued to see the therapist for a while and then dropped off. But it was like, "What's the point in going myself if it's if we're not?" It's going to a marriage counselor as one one person it seemed kind of weird. I don't know. <laughs>
1: like there's some kind
0: of cartoon in there somewhere. <laughs> right, right. Um but I guess the way that all of this manifested in my intimate life with my spouse is like basically sex would always happen on on her terms whenever she wanted it. Um I was generally interested in sex. I wouldn't say all the time, but like Realistically, if she wanted to have sex, I probably did too, mm-hmm. and that led her to believe that I was just—that's all I really wanted from her.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I guess it turned into oh, sex when when she felt the need for it, and then whenever, um, whenever that occurred, it was it was it became less and less, but it was like really only on 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 the terms that that she needed for herself, and I didn't know how to talk about it. Yeah. And um, and I started to feel resentful, and like one of the things that happened was we we would sleep in the same bed, and I would feel like she wasn't going to be intimate with me, and I would go to bed frustrated and sad, and wake up frustrated and sad. Yeah. Consistently every single day. Yeah. And so we started sleeping in separate beds because I was like, I if I hopefully if I sleep in a different bed then maybe I won't be experiencing this level of, of angst every single day. And maybe that'll lead me to be better in my job and make more money, which is the problem that I was thinking I needed to solve. Mm. Oh, maybe if I make more money, then she'll love me and respect me again. Mm. And so I poured myself into my work. um, And when it was clear that my work wasn't really working anymore, um, I started driving Uber for for long periods of the day um, just trying to be away from the home um and trying to be doing something that was obviously making money so it's like look, look, look here i'm working you can't say that i'm not working you can't say i'm not working hard to try to provide for this this uh, partnership um i didn't improve i frankly didn't improve and realistically the problem i was trying to solve wasn't the problem that needed to be solved.
1: Mm, can you say more think. about that? And so, also like, was this years? This is, this is, like, what's this is the- years.
0: So we, we had very fi- different financial means from the very beginning. And she was initially interested in providing to help me go to through schooling of various capacities. And I went through schooling um, and I started my new career and when it didn't go well, I had learned through this career that basically you're supposed to stick to it until it works. And I'm, I try not to be a quitter about stuff. And uh, I was essentially just grinding against against an impossible goal that I didn't know how to how to solve. Um, and when it came to the financial means, I had thought that okay, if I provide money, then she'll feel safe and secure and she'll want to be intimate with me again. And while that has some truth to it, I think by the time my income started to pick up in a, in a serious capacity, uh, the relationship was, was too far gone to recover and some some pretty bad things has happened between she and I. And um, I felt like the relationship was essentially irreparable. Mm. Yeah. Um, At one point in my relationship, I was really craving uh, physical intimacy and someone being interested in me and telling me that I was special and making them feel nice. And I ended up uh, meeting a coworker and uh, we ended up having a brief affair and I felt terrible about it because it was like, this is not, this wasn't in my, in my plan
1: for for how the relationship was going to go. Yeah. Um, can you, can you walk me through like, again, timeline? So you, this was, I mean, you were doing this for years, right? Yeah. So this was between you and this woman was, this was going on for years. So the coworker, that wasn't like, Two years in, right? This
0: was... No. I mean, if you consider yeah. the the entire timeline of the, of the relationship, it was probably six or seven years okay. in. Um, timeline for the marriage, probably two or three years in.
1: Oh, I see. Because you guys were together. We were together for quite some time. Okay. Yeah. I see. Yeah. And the, the sex had tapered before you got married.
0: Sex had... had yeah. Okay. Yeah, it did. And, and I, I thought it would pick back up. Okay. And I... It takes work. <laughs> it doesn't happen by itself. I thought that, you know, we, we would miraculously become married and then uh, problems would fall away. And yeah. I was pretty naive about that. Um, so this, this time period, three, three ish years in. Uh,
1: to the marriage. To the marriage. Six or seven years into, six or seven relationship,
0: years in, into the relationship. Um, I was, I was gone all the time. I was working um, every single day uh, nights specifically.
1: And some of that was to avoid her.
0: Yeah. Would
1: you say most of that was to avoid her?
0: No. Okay. No, I actually, I, I when when our relationship was going well, I really enjoy her company.
1: That was for what? A year or two. Still. Okay.
0: Still. I mean, she's when she is not treating me like, uh, I'm, I'm not a worthwhile person. (laughs) Uh, I tended to really enjoy the time with her. Um, and occasionally we would have these really nice evenings where we would go and, like, get fancy and grab food. And then it was like, oh, maybe there's some hope for this relationship. Okay. Um, and that happened a couple of times throughout this. Um,
1: Period of awfulness?
0: Yeah. But specifically in the marriage, like. We would go and we would we would grab drinks, we'd have a nice evening and and, and we would have a relationship that was more closely akin to. You know, the first year or in our in our initial relationship, and and those times were really really nice.
1: And in terms of the actual like frequency of the sex, was mm-hmm. it like like once a month, so once a quarter?
0: Originally, a it was probably two to three times a week
1: at the beginning. In the
0: beginning, mm-hmm. and then it was maybe uh, once a week, probably first first year, two years, which is still plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was probably once every month. Um, as emotional problems really started to kick in. Um, and that's
1: around when you moved into a separate bedroom.
0: No, that is when we moved cities.
1: Okay.
0: So there was a brief period of us being really connected and, and things being great and, Oh, it's new. And then it was, Oh, here's, here's the grind. Like I'm stressed out all the time. I'm tired. Um, you're stressed out all the time. You're having money troubles. Um, and then it became once, once a quarter, Mm -hmm. maybe once every six months. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was specifically also when I was out of, out of the house all the time, um, was before that, but that was, it remained consistently that way. Um, and that wasn't enough for me and I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Yeah.
1: Let's talk about this. So it's not enough for you. You don't know what to do. You move into a separate bedroom because yeah.
0: Well, sleeping on the couch. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. You're Mm -hmm. sleeping on the couch and then you got a bedroom or something. Anyway, you're sleeping separately. Right. Because part partly because it's too painful yeah. to be in bed with someone who doesn't want to have sex with you. Right. Is that, was that like it, like, is that how you felt about the situation? Like in your emotional experience, well, was that? The it
0: experience? wasn't specifically someone who just wanted to have sex with me. It was like, this is my partner. We've had great experiences together in the past, even, even not sex, even if it was just cuddling. Um, and that's not happening anymore. And when I'm laying next to you, I feel like it's a very obvious tell that this is like crumbling and breaking and I can't deal with that emotionally right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I'm glad that we're talking about this specifically because I think this is, I think there's almost nothing lonelier or more painful than that experience. Yeah. Of lying next to your partner and knowing there's something wrong. Like you can feel that there's something wrong. We're not connecting. We're not physically connecting. Like there's something going on but I don't know what it is and I don't really know how to talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like that's a really common experience that a lot of people have. And the other part that I think is common is shit. This was so good at the beginning. Right. What happened? How do we get it back to that? And there's always this sort of like this, like hope or this like, yeah, there's this, this feeling of like, but it, but it used to be so good. You know, it used to, it used to work. It used to be so good. And there's so, it's really hard to sort of own up to or face the reality of what's happening now. How does it feel now? What's actually going on now? Can you speak a little bit to that?
0: I I felt like it was that experience of it used to be so good. And if I could just do this or I could just do that, that I could have that back again. Yeah. Um, and that, that never happened. Um, I feel like I would get to a point where I wasn't really thinking straight anymore around the relationship because I, if, if I would try to step back and take a, a larger look at it, it would, it would be too, too painful or I would be too much in my desire for physical connectedness that I, that I couldn't do a good job of, of assessing the actual problems of the relationship.
1: So you're saying like you were so desperate in a way for it to be different. Yeah. Okay. That you couldn't really. I
0: I think at that point I really needed somebody else to help me walk through this process because I wasn't able to do it myself. Mm. And I didn't, I didn't know I needed that. I didn't know to look for it.
1: Yeah. um, I'm wondering like, right. This is a really good place to ask. So like, who are you? confiding in or who you have
0: any okay maybe maybe my brother
1: okay um maybe your brother or actually your brother
0: i talked to my brother some but some things i just didn't share
1: like i feel really desperate and lonely i I
0: would share that but it was like i can't i I felt like i couldn't talk about my experiences i felt like i was alone in the things that i was doing and um and the things i was going through and that's patently untrue Um, and when I, I had my affair, that was actually the beginning of me doing a better job to understand what was going on because Mm -hmm. I started seeking out, uh, books and podcasts and things to help me understand why I made the choices I did. Yeah. Um, but no, I had, I had nobody. I also didn't have a lot of friends here in Los Angeles. I had nobody that I was super close to and I was doing work where, um, I didn't really have any coworkers. Um, I didn't really, the people that I would meet would be in my life for a period of 10 to 10 minutes to two hours. And that was the end of that interaction. And that felt really lonely too, because I feel like I, well, I came from an area that community was a big deal. And
1: uh, in your hometown. Yes.
0: Yeah. And that was one of the experiences of, of living here in Los Angeles is that community is something not, that doesn't happen by accident. And um, I, when I moved away from my hometown, I moved away from a fantastic support network mm. that cared about me, cared about her. Um, and I think that was one of the things that actually was keeping our relationship together back then. The
1: hometown. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Specifically the hometown and the friends and the activities we were doing. We, yeah. had, a, we had a really robust and, and, and good life up there. I mean, granted, it wasn't necessarily exciting, um, in, in the perspective, like crazy opportunities, but it was like consistently warm. friendship, community, happiness. Yeah. It
1: was warm. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, you know, I think I, I'm probably not the only one thinking this, listening to this story, but like, it sounds really awful. Like, it sounds yeah. like you were suffering and perhaps she was suffering as well. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, um, it sounds like, you know, What I'm hearing is you were pretty isolated and pretty lonely and pretty disconnected from a lot of people. And that sort of bred like a situation where you were just kind of tolerating misery for a while.
0: That's fair. Yeah.
1: Does that sound?
0: (laughs) Yeah. It sounds quite accurate. Yeah. It sounds too accurate.
1: Yeah. And I really, I liked what you said about, um, you know, not really even realizing it's like the frog in the hot water. And Mm -hmm. the temperature just keeps getting turned up and turned up and turned up. And eventually the frog is in boiling water, but it didn't, it doesn't know how it got there. It, I feel like this, the loneliness and isolation thing, I think that's a bigger problem for men than it is for women. And I've been looking at the statistics Mm -hmm. and the research, but it really kind of brings that into sharp relief of when there's no one to even really tell or help you explore it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I think it gets really hard to sort of like discern. And um the other thing I liked that you said was like, Oh, if I just fill in the blank, mm-hmm. things will go back to the way they were. Oh, if I just make more money, she'll love and respect me again. Oh, if I just work right. out enough. Oh, if I just clean the house well enough. Oh, if I just fill in the blank, yeah. things will go back to the way that they were and I will get what I need. Right. Right. And I'm curious, like, You know from where you are now Like what like So one thing you mentioned was You had the affair and then you started Kind of exploring Like books and podcasts Mm -hmm. and sort of like trying to understand Like okay what's really going on here Like what's happening how did I get here Mm -hmm. What do I maybe like what do I do now In terms of what you did discover Or where you did get to What what, what ultimately did you Decide to do and how did it How did it feel for you
0: Well so this is, I'm not super proud of how this went. Basically, I, I had this affair. Um, the person that I was having the affair with decided that she didn't want to continue. And I was like, that's, that's fine. Your, your choice in, in this process. Um, and I, I chose not to say anything, which um, was not the agreement that my spouse and I made early on, like, oh, affairs happen. Like, things happen. Just just honesty would be great. And um, and I, I wasn't honest about what happened. And she ended up going through my journal, reading my journal.
1: She, your wife? Yes. Okay. My,
0: my wife, my spouse, uh, read my journal, found out that I had this affair and um, confronted me about it and said she wanted a divorce. And I was... Uh, I've always had this relationship dynamic where if someone doesn't want to be with me anymore, then like, fine, you can have outs. It's no big deal. Um, and I was like, okay, like, if that's what you want, that's fine. And, and later on, she told me that when when I agreed so easily, she felt really abandoned. Um, but the, the truth was at that point that I was so ready for something something more supportive that that I didn't think that getting back together with her would be a good idea. Um, and we were just navigating the, the landscape of how to separate amicably at that stage, realistically. I mean, at one point we had a, um, this is maybe before the affair by maybe about a year, we had a a conversation where she said something like, "If, if we had more financial stability, I think I would have left like last year. And that really hurt. Um, And I guess that stuck with me like, okay, well, it doesn't seem like you're invested in this.
1: Um, I'm curious, like if, if you like, did you want out too?
0: Yeah, I did.
1: So, okay. So if, if she, so I'm curious, like what, what what was, what was having you stay?
0: So I, I wanted, I wanted a better relationship. Um, If that better relationship could happen with her, that would have been great. Um, But I knew that what I was going through was not healthy. When she told me that she didn't want to be with me and we were together for financial reasons, um, I was thinking about what, what was reinforcing me remaining in the relationship. And I put a lot of weight on the institution of marriage and that I made this commitment and that I was going to be with this person for a really, really long time. Um, And I didn't think that I was going to have another relationship again. And so I was like, well, this is, this is what I need to do. I need to fix this. Um, And I I, I need, I need to fix this. Uh, Not only that, but I told all my friends and family that this relationship was super important to me, that this is the person that I'm going to be, Together with it, were were a partnership. Uh, we met people in a new area and like tried to present as a couple. And then when things didn't work, I was thinking to myself, "Well, I I feel like I'm I'm living as a as a fraud essentially." Like, and then I would try to put up a good public face, which I'm sure was <laughs> very thinly veiled. I'm sure it was quite easy to see that things weren't working. But one of the reasons why I was still there is. That we had mutual financial obligations, and then we also had um, a relationship with with my extended family in the area, and um, we had friends who were not that close at our lives at that point in time, but friends from back home that um, that I didn't want to disappoint, essentially. And I think that if we had both taken an honest view of how things were going, maybe even in year one, year like one and a half uh, we would have separated then and and called it a day because realistically we, we found a a space that was beyond our financial means. Um, We were both struggling. Her, her work was costing her money instead of, instead of creating money um, to the tune of tens of thousands of dollars a month. And we were essentially burning through financial resources at a really rapid rate. And um, had we, committed to separating i think that we would have rented somewhere cheaper <laughs> maybe separately um and that would have been really good for for both of us um but this whole this whole experience has been complicated because i mean essentially we agreed to separate and
1: relatively recently no oh okay like
0: Almost a, almost a year and a half or two years ago. Okay,
1: well, but relatively recently. I, I of-
0: guess I consider that not so recently.
1: Okay.
0: Um, in the context of the, of the marriage. It's like halfway through the marriage. Um, yeah, because like you're, you know, get married, two years, have problems, agree to like explore separation at like two and a half, three years. And then here we are, three and a half, four, maybe. I don't know. How long have we married again? I don't know.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, but basically... uh. I started working a lot, different field, doing, doing well again, doing well for the first time. And she was struggling. And I was like, you've, you've supported me so far through this thing. Um, and, and I didn't feel like it was a good time to, to finalize the a separation because she, even though we weren't together, this has, this has been my best friend for seven years. We're not intimate anymore. Um, we don't really have that great of a, of a connection anymore, but it's like, you, I, I have a big loyalty streak in some capacities. And apparently one of them is, is a uh, personal safety and abandonment. And I, um, even to this day, I'm still supporting her as she's getting another business going up. Um, and we're seeing how that goes, but essentially I've been in a, in a, rather sardonic comical way it's gone from her having the um support and capacity to support me to me having yes financially to me having the support and capacity to support her and it's been a, a really interesting mental and emotional shift because i am a lot a lot a lot happier now that i have realistically enough means to support myself and someone else um and we're we're separated and i'm Exploring what it means to be a, a single individual again, and that's making my—I mean, it's not easy, but it's definitely way better than than only experiencing toxicity.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things I want to pull out from what you said. One is um, not wanting to separate or get divorced from a spouse because of embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Like, how will it look to like everyone? Social else? shame. Yeah, social shame. Versus the toxicity, like you said, of being in a relationship where you don't feel close to someone and it feels like what you're just what you were describing. I just want to like point out because I really think there are other people that might be in similar circumstances who listen to this. It sounds really sad of like working really, really long hours to avoid going home like that and sustaining that or sleeping on the couch or, you know, the pain of that and the suffering and the misery for both people involved, but i especially thinking of from your side. That's really sad. Yeah. That's sucked. really, really sad. Like that's not, that's not sustainable no. ultimately. And, um, especially, you know, regarding the social shame, I think that's actually really common of like, well, what will people say? Yeah. How will it look? Will they be disappointed in us? We made this big commitment. Shouldn't we see it through? Right. Things like that. And I'm not saying that those things aren't valid, but the personal human cost, like it's, it's, it's not good to, to be in that kind of situation. And I think it's really interesting. You know, this episode is sort of like, what do you do when a spouse doesn't have sex with you anymore or in a committed relationship mm-hmm. or anything like that? And a lot of the discussion has been about money you know, sex and money are the two biggest things that couples fight about Yeah, a hundred percent. And every survey done in the known universe, sex and money are the <laughs> two biggest things. Um, and it's really interesting because when you're describing the relationship, uh, a lot of what you're talking about is the, um, the household and the finances and stuff well, like that. And not so much about the sex in particular.
0: The reason, the reason why that is, um, it's
1: cause they're so tied. Like it's well, a holistic, it's a holistic thing yeah that's my interpretation is you can't necessarily pick apart one from the other
0: well i guess our our sexual expression was never a problem it was the the cadence and frequency and who desired it and that came from the uh the emotional aspects of the relationship so when we were having sex it was great it was it was awesome like i never i never felt like sex with her wasn't good ever once um and yeah i didn't know what to do my gosh (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't know what to do. And um, as we're sort of starting to wrap here, I'm just wondering, like, did you ever talk about it with her directly? Was it like, I don't even know how to bring this up, like sex, like for sex in particular, how was that conversation handled if it was?
0: Yeah, I would try to bring that up. And then she would bring up her emotional needs and we just wouldn't, we wouldn't meet on the same conversational plane. And, and I would feel like for me, the the resolution of my emotional angst would happen through sex. And so I would talk about my problems through sexual sex and, and connection in particular. And she would be like, well, this is all you want. And so we, we would never, we would never really come to a consensus. Um, and I think that, part of the reason that that was happening in that way is because um, I felt like uh, I was being, when I would, when I would express myself emotionally in a way that, that she would understand, she would like pick it apart and examine me. And like almost like everything I I felt like everything I, I, I would say would have long, lasting, like permanent record, like somehow and she, she has this archive memory where, well, you said this last month. And it's like, I don't realistically, I don't remember what I said. I, I try to be honest. I try to, but like, do, do I remember I said that specific thing? I don't, I don't remember. Um, and so I felt like when we were having arguments, uh, she would come with all of these, these things that I had agreed to or I had, that I had said that I f- frankly have no recollection of. And, and that was, I guess not that it's like a competition, but like always arguing from a, from a point of, of, uh, of disadvantage. Yeah. Like not that, cause we're supposed to be making a, a mutual solution to problems, but it felt like, um, felt like I would just acquiesce to the things that she wanted. Cause I wanted her to be happy. And then that would, when, <laughs> when I would acquiesce and then, um, she wouldn't get the things she needed because I dropped off for whatever reason. Um, it would just, it would just create a, a bigger rift of hurt for her.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. So it sounds like it wasn't working and then there was a counselor involved for a little bit who suggested that she lock the house herself. She didn't like that counselor. And then there was no kind of like, let's try someone else or let's bring any other. Also, we didn't have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Like
0: the counselor was $100 an hour, which, you know, not wildly expensive, but that's expensive. I especially, think, yeah,
1: that's a really good point, yeah. it, especially since we, you know, as we were talking about, like, sex and money are the two biggest things right. that call fight about. And so if they're under financial stress, it's hard to hire someone to help. Yeah. 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 Um, and, I, again, as we're wrapping, I'm just curious, like, when you started doing, when you started exploring the books and podcast thing, when you started sort mm-hmm. of reaching out, or did that, do you feel like that helped you, um, perhaps find other allies to talk to or like people to share with like what was your journey in terms of
0: well for for me I would have loved to talk talk to someone about it I talked to to some people but not really in a a deep way but at the very minimum what it did was it made me feel like the experiences I was having were not unique basically when I when I started that journey of of books and podcasts specifically Esther Perel's work
1: Esther Perel, yes. yes. Esther oh my gosh, she's fantastic. fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah, she has a book. She has a podcast. Um, highly recommend both of them. Um, highly recommend both of them. Before you have problems.
1: Did you read State of Affairs? I did. So there's a book called State of Affairs for anyone interested, which and she talks about infidelity, mm-hmm. and she talks about it from a number mm-hmm. of different perspectives. Yeah. yeah. So it's not just any one thing, and mm-hmm. she uses stories from people that she's worked with. Yeah. She's a therapist and she's incredible, but it's really, it, I feel like it covers kind of like the whole issue instead of kind of half of it.
0: Yeah. And I had wished that I took the time to investigate that work much earlier. And now that I, that I have, and I'm uh, a single person again, I'm exploring what it means to be a responsible adult, self-sufficient, all these things. And I feel like, hopefully I'll do a better job next time, but at least at very, very minimum, I'll know what's normal and I'll know how I'll know where to, where to look if, if I'm starting to have problems again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that's, that's really comforting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start to wrap. Um, is there anything that you would say if there were a listener, specifically a man listening who sees himself in your story What would
0: you say to him? I feel like if I were to specifically go back and recommend to my myself earlier um, first off unfortunately getting into a more committed relationship is not going to fix your problems Um, I think I knew that intellectually but didn't really feel into the emotions of that uh, not to say that a relationship that's having difficulty can't be fixed, because that's absolutely it can. And um, to that point, reading about what makes relationships succeed and what makes relationships fail in a really open and and uh, curious way would have been very helpful. Like if I had read Esteban's work much earlier, then I could at least. Um, be more conscious about knowing that I wasn't about to have an affair because I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't at least from my perspective, it was a surprise to me that I was willing to do that. And then um, after that experience, I felt really down on myself because I felt like I was essentially, I, I, it was revealed to me that I wasn't the person I thought I was like that. this, this is a big high bar of, of, relationship and fidelity that I didn't think I was able to achieve. And look at that. Actually I am. And um, if I had known about those relationships dynamics earlier, that would have been very helpful. Okay. Yeah don't expect your relationship to, to vastly improve by getting more committed and uh, before you have problems, find out what the solutions are in general.
1: And what if they're they're in the position you're in?
0: What if you already have problems? Well look look for the work now do the emotional work now. Uh, because there's never never a better time. Yeah. If you have if you have driving time, if you have private time, listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks about relationship resolution.
1: Yeah.
0: Or or how to take care of yourself, or how to how to find the emotional solutions for yourself. Because unfortunately, like realistically, you only have control of yourself, and your partner may want to come with you, they may not. But you've got to um, take the time to understand how to make yourself okay before you can make the relationship okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The other thing I would add to that is um, there's a lot of men's groups in a lot yeah. of different cities and a lot of them are pretty low cost as well. And as you said, I think isolation is a big part of this equation. So finding other support, especially, you know, men's work, men's groups, really getting connected to other men because this. This kind of issue is so incredibly common that if you go to any men's group that has a couple married guys, <laughs> you're probably going to feel less alone, you and know, that's, quickly.
0: Very quickly. That's something I did, and it, and it was helpful. Um, I felt like I wish I'd found a men's group that was closer to my age group. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest person in the room, um, but it definitely was still, even, even with that, it was helpful.
1: Yeah. 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 Especially a, a regular one that meets regularly or where you can see the same people over and over. It's really, really, really helpful. Um, we're going to keep kind of exploring this topic. And if anyone has anything to add to the discussion, dear men podcast at gmail.com, I read everything. And I know, as I said, I think this is a topic to be treated with a lot of sensitivity and compassion because there's a lot of shame and guilt and longing and abandonment and, you know, intimacy, sex, all of this is an incredibly important part of a, a romantic relationship. This is a critical part of it. And it's kind of tied in with everything else. as yeah. I think this discussion has sort of um, demonstrated. So, yeah, just anyone who's going through any difficulties, just know that we're rooting for you and that we feel a lot of compassion for you and that you are not alone. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just again, a quick note. If you're interested in the course, you can find it at pleaseherinbed.com, www.pleaserinbed.com or at my site, melaniecurtin.com under courses and have a very sexy day.